Concerning Him, an Emmaus podcast is a ministry of Emmaus Bible College. Concerning Him seeks to enrich Christians around the globe by educating and equipping them through various media. For more information about Emmaus, please visit Emmaus.edu. Hello and welcome to another episode of Concerning Him, an Emmaus podcast. Today we're joined by Brooks Nessie, new Emmaus employee. You started two months ago? November 1st. November, okay. So just a month and a half ago or yep. so. Fresh uh, new. Yeah, Brooks uh, Brooks is here working in in student life. What What's your job title specifically? The Associate Dean of Student Engagement. Associate Dean of Student it's Engagement. Mouthful. It is. <laughs> but that's all right. That's Well, we're happy to have you both here at Emmaus and specifically here on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, I want to get started today by introducing yourself. Um, you're new to Emmaus. You're, you weren't a student. You're, you're a new employee, so a lot of people might not know who you are. Um, I know that there was a chapel message, right, that you gave some of your story and your background. Yeah, yeah, my first day. Okay. Spoken chapel. So. Wow, big task. Yeah. Right away, thrown to the fire. So that you could find that in our YouTube channel if you want to go back and listen mm-hmm. to that. But I think a, a, a good background right now would be great. Yeah, for sure. So... Yeah, just started here November 1. Um, I had just finished up a seminary um, at Dallas Theological Seminary, and so that's where I've been the last five years. Um, So I received a Master of Theology um, back in May. So fresh out of seminary. And then this summer, um, I was serving as an interim pastor at Redeemer Bible Church in Dallas, and I'd been a youth pastor there for four years, but 10 minutes before my commencement ceremony, my pastor told me that he was resigning the next day. And so then that happened the whole next day. And then the elders approached me about serving as an interim pastor. Um, And so again, like I had known that congregation for several years. And so um, after that interim role is when I moved here um, to Iowa, Um, originally from uh, Rockford, Illinois, which is just two hours east of here. That's an Um, easy drive. Yeah. So that's where I grew up. So basically two turns. And you can get to Rockford. <laughs> and uh, but studied. My undergrad was at the University of Illinois. Okay. Champaign-Urbana. I was a history major. And, uh, yeah. So I'm um, just really thankful to be here in Dubuque. And it's really kind of, you don't hear a whole lot about Dubuque. Like, I grew up two hours from here, but didn't really know the kind of this gem that was just lying right here on the Mississippi. The so. Iowa caucus is, like, the only time it ever gets mentioned publicly. <laughs> and, like, and nationally, I should say. It, it's beautiful, though, right? You think of Iowa as, like, flat. And corn. Yeah. And that's not Dubuque. No, yeah. not Dubuque at all. And so we love it and my fiance loves it. And great. And so yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, that's kind of a big event. Yeah. Getting getting married on Saturday. Wow. Um so December, December eighteenth. And so the wedding's gonna be in Rockford. My fiance, Rachel, um, we met at Dallas Seminary. Okay. She's originally from Wisconsin, from the Milwaukee area. So we're both kind of coming, okay. coming back home. It's a good compromise to be. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, we are happy to have you. We're happy that you're getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, happy to have you on campus. I, I think it's great. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy that we've got another Dallas grad. We've got a lot of Dallas grads mm-hmm. around I've, here. I've noticed and, that. Yeah. And uh, it seems like a good connection. <laughs> um, today, I, I want to talk some about, and, and I'm, I think your experience at Dallas will relate to this some. Yeah. Um, but I also think it relates to your job description, is because I want to talk about. The, the dangers of studying the Bible in a formal situation, like the dangers on your spiritual growth, mm-hmm. on your walk with the Lord. Um, 
just to get started, what are what are some potential pitfalls uh, to an individual spiritual growth when you are studying the Bible in an academic and formal setting? Sure. Well, I think sometimes we can kind of have this struggle. We just assume it's like, well, I'm I'm going to a Bible college, so we just kind of almost assume by like by like osmosis that it's just all going to absorb in yeah. and, and transform us. And obviously, yeah, like we have this amazing opportunity to to be in the Word, unlike you might at another educational mm-hmm. institution. Um, but sometimes it can easily fall into this, this, this pitfall. Like I, I would constantly hear people saying to me, like some people on one side would say like, you know, you got to keep your devotional time separate from your homework. Yeah. And then other people would tell me what your homework, that should be, a part, it's your devotional time. Yeah. And I was like, well, so, who's, so who do I listen to? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think like there, there is like a balance, um, you know, so I think like one of the hardships for me sometimes is to be like, okay, here's my here's my academic Bible. Here's my devotional Bible. Yeah. Here's the Bible I'm going to use to preach with. And it's like, well, no, it's, it's all the Bible. It's all yeah. the inspired word of God. Yeah. Now, now, sure. You, you look at it differently to, mm-hmm. based upon, you know, I'm going to kind of prepare differently for a 10 minute devotional than I will for a 40 minute sermon, yeah. like making different observations, but always like holding that in, in, in reverence. Um, but I think oftentimes, you know, we, you know, or associating the Bible with the stress of academics, with a mm. grade. And sometimes we kind of correlate just even our spiritual walk based upon what my GPA is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I got a two point something, something GPA. Like I must be a terrible Christian, you know, and that yeah. that's not, not, not necessarily the case. Um, so, or I would say in the opposite end, we could also get puffed up. Exactly. I'm doing really well. I memorized no. all those Bible facts. So I must be a great Christian. Well, I appreciate yeah. the word you use puffed up. I remember right before I started seminary, someone told me, um, you know, from first Corinthians eight, one, you know, it talks about knowledge puffs up mm-hmm. and love builds up. Mm. And I, I held that with me or I tried to hold it with me as I went through seminary and still should to this day, this doesn't just like stop, yeah. you know, come graduation. Um, but like, you know, why, why am I coming here in the first place? Is this to, just build up this accumulation so I have all these answers or yeah. am I seeking to, to develop in love and understanding God's love for me yeah. and grow in my love for him and how that should shape then my love for others. You know, like how does the gospel impact our education? You know, we can't just keep those things separate. Now, mind you, like I get it. Papers need to get done. Mm-hmm. You need to turn those things. You need to do that reading. And sometimes it comes to the point where like, yeah, we got to kind of you're maybe doing some skimming, you know, kind of doing it to get it done. Um, but always keeping mindful that like, you know, worship studies is, is a form of, of worship too. Yeah. It, it should be yeah. a form of worship. And how I go about this assignment, you know, my keeping in mind that I'm doing this as unto the Lord. And that doesn't have to be at a at a Bible college. That's mm-hmm. at any school. That's what I needed to do that at the University of Illinois. Um, you know, I wasn't studying the Bible there. Um, and it's not that I always did that. Um, but Christ should always be the the object and the goal of just glorifying Him, um, regardless mm. of what we're doing. Was was this something that you struggled when, with when when you were at Dallas? And yeah, tell us something about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I well, I think it could be easy to almost again kind of just correlate like Christianity just with the the stress of of mm. academics and you know I would be asked to you know do this assignment on scripture and I'd be asked to go to chapel be a part of a spiritual formation group I had to do what basically community service hours and it's just like oh I got to do this and I got to do that and I think students here at Emmaus can relate you know you got SLT you got mm-hmm. chapel you got your assignments um and I could I could often become 
very resentful, you know, towards those types of activities mm-hmm. and go into a, a ministry, uh, you know, s- community service just with, you know, kind of just dragging my feet. Yeah. And thankfully the Lord met me in that, you know, mm-hmm. so there's something, there is something to showing up. Um, and the Lord often, you know, will have those Jonah moments yeah. <laughs> and, uh, kind of correcting, correcting me. Um, but I think slowly, like, for example, with like our spiritual formation groups, which would be similar to our campus community groups that Emmaus has had here in the, pro- in the past and mm-hmm. is going to have again in the spring, um, that it forced me to kind of reflect on my studies in ways that I probably honestly by myself wouldn't have taken the time to do. Mm. Um, chapel itself, like, you know, yes, there was a requirement, but oftentimes I, I came to find by the time my time in seminary was closing that I needed those times in the middle of the day to just stop and, and worship with my brothers and sisters as just a one, I was learning a lot of great things from the speakers, yeah. but then also yeah. just, Hey, remember why I'm here. And it's not about me. You know, it's about him. And this is about me, you know, being transformed for his work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I often tell students, you know, it's more about your time here is more about transformation than accumulation. You know, oftentimes it's just, I want to come out just knowing everything. Honestly, what you're going to come out knowing is how little you know. Yeah. <laughs> if seminary taught me anything, it was how little I actually know. Um, so letting letting ourselves be humbled yeah. in this season. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, I think there's also sometimes a danger that I often fell into is that like, I almost like thought sometimes I chose seminary or theological education to almost like convince myself that I was spiritually healthy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I must be spiritually healthy because I go to a Bible college or I yeah. go to seminary. Yeah. Um, like thinking, yeah, like we're almost trying to kind of lie to ourselves um, by that. And, I, and I've and i seen that and I saw, my goodness, I mean, and, you know, take the plank out of my own eye. You know, there'd be so many times where just, um, you know, instead of, again, transformation, it was more just about accumulation. It was about more about making my name great. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, you know, may I decrease and you increase, Lord. It was about, may I increase? Yeah. May I come out of here with all of the accreditation, with all of the, you know, being recognized for this or that. And I want people to, you know, when they hear I got this degree, that they'll come, they'll come to me with all these questions. <laughs> um, you know, and oftentimes that was, that was kind of the desire. And, and I often found a lot of us sometimes, at least in seminary, is we, we we didn't really care about maybe necessarily growing or learning. Is we wanted to show how much we already knew, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. we're competitive people yeah. as human beings. Yeah, and uh, and sometimes I think that was a big pitfall as we were almost trying to oh if I can answer this question just this way or phrase it just that way I can make myself feel like oh I'm I'm a better I'm a little farther along <laughs> my walk with God than Eric is over there because yeah. um, I use yeah. this Greek word or this Hebrew phrase or something. I like laugh because I've been there. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Well, so then what is the, what's solution? Like, is it, is it better off? I, I hope your answer to this isn't yes, but <laughs> are we, are we better off just not studying the Bible in an academic setting? I know there's certainly people that say that. Yeah. Um, and when I look at these types of experiences that we're, we're describing, um, you have to say there is some sort of base to that claim of, you know, that it's it's dangerous to study the Bible academically because you end up with this cold relationship to it or you end up, it's all about how much you can know and yeah, making a name for yourself and all those things. So what's what's the solution? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I wish I had all the answers <laughs> to this. Um, but again, I think it goes back to that, that humility, coming mm-hmm. in it with mm-hmm. humility. 
um, seeing our studies and in, in, in light of the gospel and know that, you know, we're not going into these studies in order to accumulate or in order to develop an identity. Yeah. We're, we are studying out of our identity in yeah. Christ as those who are, there's no longer condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, we love because he first loved us, you know, out of his love, we are taking this step of obedience. If the Lord, you know, I know some people will talk about calling, you know, if you had that, that call to theological education and, and sure, like I, I don't, I didn't feel like I had that moment where like all of a sudden I was going to, you know, seminary in one moment I wasn't No, yeah. like it was gradual and over time and yeah. I felt the Lord, like, you know, he kept that, that door open. Um, so again, I think a lot of it is humility. A lot of it is also the community you have amidst the study. Mm. Um, you know, honestly, I think I learned just as much, if not more, from my peers than I did from from my cla- from the classroom. Yeah. And, that, and I'm not saying it, that's not downing the classroom at all. Yeah. That just is talking up how much I was able to learn from my peers. Um, and so I think one thing is really taking advantage of that, not just for like um, accountability's sake. I think that's a big part of it, but also um, just realizing how big and great God is. I remember my hallway um, in seminary, like it was a short little hallway, but there was somebody from Japan and England and Mexico and Northern Ireland. And two of us were from Illinois. That was the only place that there was two people (laughs) from one place. And then here we're thrown into this small hallway. And I came out of that. God was so much bigger in my Mm. view, just because of what I was hearing about him doing all over the world and in these lives individually. And so I think one is, you know, put the books away every now and then, yeah. interact, rub yeah. shoulders, serve. Um, another big thing is, uh, I would have to say, just with like church involvement. And, and I'm not just saying that, I was like, oh, I, he has to say that because that's his job. Yeah. No, no, I'm serious. Like being involved, yeah. you know, with the work of the bride of Christ. Yeah. You know, I think one thing that I've seen, and again, I didn't go to a Bible college, but I was involved with campus ministry at mm-hmm. the University of Illinois. And, uh, you know, I've noticed, you know, um, just since then, a lot of people that I led Bible studies with and were evangelizing with, a lot of my friends have since, they want nothing to do with the mm. Lord now. And and I, and I don't know all the, the stories behind that. And again, there's this take the take the plank out at your own yeah. eye. Um, but I think a lot of students, what they, they learned, and they, they got heavily involved with their campus ministry, and mm-hmm. that's great, but kind of at the exclusion of getting involved with, with church. Mm. And so once college ended, kind of... <clears throat> Christian community ended because they, they didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, I should say we, I, I'm still struggling with this, like what it is to be a part of a church body. Where at mm-hmm. church, you're often with other believers that you wouldn't naturally maybe choose to be with. Yeah. You're at people at different stages of life, different backgrounds, all kinds of differences. Mm-hmm. And here you're, you're thrown together as, as a family doing a lot of difficult things together, a lot of beautiful things together. Um, so that's another thing that I really would encourage is, you know, not let your theological education be the sole like input, you know, into your spiritual life. Let it be, mm-hmm. you know, yes. Like you're doing that assignment, soak it in, you know, love it, cherish it. Um, but also, you know, get out there and, and, <laughs> and do what you're learning. Yeah. You know, I'm by the grace of God, I was able to, um, you know, in seminary was also working at a church as, as a youth pastor. And to be honest, I'm not a very good student. Um, I just am not. And so, and I don't necessarily learn just great in the classroom or by reading books. Like I learn better by doing. And so it was so helpful to like be at a church and, and seeking to apply a lot of these things I was learning in class. 
And so I think I was learning from my classes better because the Lord gave me this opportunity to be out there doing a lot of what I'm learning. And I was learning a lot more at the church because of what I was hearing in, in, in my classes, mm-hmm. because in classes, like, you know, I'd hear this professor talk about this and I could like put people's faces with what I was hearing because I was going through similar circumstances. Yeah. And so, you know, again, whether it's just for Emmaus students, you know, you know, get, get plugged into the church and not just be a church consumer. You know, I'm going to come on Sundays here and, and go, but really dig in and get to know, you know, your brothers and sisters there and be a part of, of that mission. Um, and also even with like SLT, I get it. Sometimes you feel like, okay, I got these 30 hours that I got to do or, you know, whatever. And yes, yeah. you need to do them. But also, you know, keep your eyes open just for the people the Lord wants to bring along your path in that. Um, that honestly, you probably wouldn't meet otherwise. Yeah. Um, you know, and almost kind of forget about the hours that are getting getting accumulated and think about the people um, that, you're, that you're witnessing. Um, and so, and I guess like just in closing, just... Again, seeing our education in light of the gospel mm-hmm. that Christ isn't going to love you any more or any less, yeah. whether you come, you know, study theologically or not, whether you read your Bible today or not. Um, yes, he, 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 he gives us those things to help us understand that love more and more. And we, we need um, theological institutions. And it kind of going back even to that part of your question. Yeah. Um, Yes, I am all for yeah. theological education. I'm aware of, of the dangers that are there, but but we we need it. We need people yeah. trained, and we also need to understand just what we're being stewarded with in regards to getting this education. I remember in seminary they would kind of tell us like after our first week of classes, like okay, you guys are now you are more theo- have more formal theological education than 93 percent of the world's pastors mm-hmm. after one week, and honestly, wow. that's probably true of a lot of Bible college yeah. students as well. Yeah. And like, wow. Like, again, you could let that give you a big head or you'd be like, wow, what the Lord has trusted, you know, he's stewarded me with something that I mm-hmm. need to, to handle well and, and use. Um, and yeah, there is a type of education and that we get here that a lot of people don't and, and make the most of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I often tell people in regards to their education to, you know, do the best that you can, even if it's not as well as you could. And like what I mean by that, and some professors might get really mad at me. <laughs> I am saying, if I remember also being told that like, sometimes you might be sinning by getting an A, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of like what they're told me, like I am, you know, I got to get this A and I'm excluding my roommate. I'm excluding my family. I'm excluding this or that because just for the goal of the A. Now for others, I might have all the time in the world and that God's, God's given me the ability to get that aid. You might be sitting by not getting it because you're just being lazy and yeah. apathetic. Um, but, you know, being mindful uh, that for, for some, the Lord gives us opportunity where their theological education can basically be their, their full-time job. Mm-hmm. And that I know for others, like you're working a full-time job and going to school part-time and, yeah. and there's a hard balance. And again, you know, like I can say all of these different things and people are in different contexts than yeah. ones that I've ever been in, that you've ever been in. And that's where I think that humility comes in and seeking the Lord's guidance, you know, situation by situation, you know, Lord, you know, how much, you know, is honoring to get done with this assignment today um, while also caring for my family, making sure I'm doing everything I can to meet their needs. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of humility um, that needs to that needs to go in that and grace. I didn't realize until I left Emmaus, until I moved away from Dubuque, um, how much I was taking the local church for granted. You're mm-hmm. talking about that. And yeah. I 
all of a sudden I'm in I'm in a place outside of my Emmaus circle where at Emmaus I had all my all my close friends and yeah. if I wanted to have deep spiritual talks or if I need somebody to bounce some big life decision off mm -hmm. of all of this type of stuff help and then I was able to help people and and that whole community was just right there and so the local church yeah I went there and I knew some people but I moved away right and I and I'm like oh the church that's that's where I have those relationships. Yeah. Like there's no other setting like there was, you know, it's, it's almost a little unrealistic yeah. for the rest of life being yeah. at a Bible college. It's an awesome experience, it but is. It, it can give you, you know, yeah, it can let you yeah, that, take church for granted. That peer engagement is great. Yeah. Um, but like, again, like we're kind of here in college, we're kind of all at the similar life stage, yeah. lots of similar things going on, but like, man, you know, let's interact with those people that are, one or two or three kind of stages down yeah. the road for me that I can learn from. And then also I remember kind of a mentor of mine in college, like he used to tell me that he always tried to keep at least like two or three individuals in his life that were pretty close that weren't believers. Mm -hmm. Now, again, like not like necessarily letting them like influence him for things that are not right, but being intentional about being missional. Mm -hmm. And I think that can, that's another kind of pitfall I can see here at theological institutions yeah. that a lot of us like hopefully are, you know, <sighs> know the Lord as savior um, and we're not really missional. I remember like being a lot more missional in, in undergrad, but then come seminary is like, well, everyone knows Christ and I'm always around them. Like I'm not really practicing, you know, sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. And when you're not practicing sharing the gospel, you're, you're reflecting on the gospel for yourself a lot less too. We, yeah. we, we need the gospel every day. Yes, we're, we're, we're justified, but we need to be mindful. You know, the gospel isn't something that we just needed for that moment of salvation. That's something we need for, for life. Um, and sometimes I think, you know, the gospel just becomes, um, yeah, whether an assignment or just something we talk about in the circle of friends, but yeah. what about, you know, when you actually talk <clears throat> about it with someone that, that needs it and, yeah. you know, eternity, you know, is at stake, um, that not only is it a chance to lead that person to Christ, it also, it, it shapes and forms us as well. Um, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier. You talked about getting different advice. Right. When, yeah. <laughs> when you're reading for school, for seminary, for Bible yeah. college, you get some people that say, hey, make sure you have a separate devotional time. You get other people that say, make sure that is your devotion. You know, make sure you're treating it devotionally and not just academically. And mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm curious, what's your take on this? How how should Christians studying the Bible academically treat their academic reading? What what should their relationship be to it? Yeah. Great question. Um, I think so. Personally. Yes. Like for me, I don't say this is the answer for everybody, but like I, I felt like I needed, you know, you know, we always talk about quiet time being in the morning, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and then again, nothing wrong with that. And that's yeah. when I, I, I like to have time, you know, whether that's through a devotional or, or a certain scripture reading that I'm going through. I like to have that as something that has nothing to do with an assignment mm -hmm. that is completely separate. It, it was more, it was personally, it was more restful for me mm -hmm. that way. All right. Now there could be other people like, I think, <clears throat> I've seen this with a lot of my friends. You know, there's maybe a paper, you know, that they're working on or a series that they're preaching through, um, you know, or in Greek class or going through John. And so they want to read John in the morning and mm -hmm. they want to read it in the Greek yeah. or something. There's nothing wrong with that. They found it very devotional. And I, I and I often sometimes was felt very convicted and sometimes I beat myself up over that, which I don't think also, you know, is the right response, you know, as for someone maybe that, that comes across a little more easily as, as, as devotional. Mm -hmm. I think at all times, you know, when we're studying the Lord, it, it is always worship. It is always the inspired word of God, yeah. you know, and 
you know, not coming back void, um, to make the most of those times and, and, and enjoy it and be convicted by it. Never, never look at it as like, okay, well, I'm doing this for assignments. The Lord probably won't convict me right now because I'm doing this for my paper. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you might get a, yeah. wow, that yeah. paper, I, I, this is convicting. And, and that, that might even help you write your paper and help the words come more easily as you let it soak in and absorb, you know, speaking from like a pastor's position, you know, often, you know, I'm often preaching and they often tell us like, before you want to preach this, like you need to preach it to yourself Mm -hmm. and you need to hear this. And so I would say that, you know, for education too, like, you know, let it absorb, let it be the word of God sharper than any double-edged sword, helping us understand our motives and dividing bone and marrow. You know, it doesn't just turn off and on. Um, Sometimes I think we can kind of turn off and on and how much kind of attention or respect that we give to it. So I think always giving it the the respect and 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 the worship, mm. the worship that God deserves, but but also not beating yourself up, you know, if you know you didn't do your devotional time, or if you do your devotional has nothing to do with your assignment, or if it does have to do with your assignment. Don't think that like oh I must have ulterior motives because I'm reading this and you know for my <laughs> quiet time, and it might actually help me with my assignment later. Yeah. But like you know absorbing it. so. This is maybe not the answer you're looking for. No, like I think in some ways I think, you know, that's kind of, that's something each individual needs to humbly kind of discern yeah. and pray for. And and honestly, you might go through different seasons where it's kind of different. Mm. You know, I think there were times in my life was like, you know, I, I had to kind of document or talk about the book of James in this big paper, you know, writer James reflection paper. And so I read that every morning and, and, it, and it was great. Um, but other times like, you know what, like, I really need some Psalms you know, mm. in my life. Oh, but man, I don't have any assignments to do with the Psalms. So why would I do that? No, yeah. <laughs> go read the Psalms if you need the Psalms and continue just to absorb and, and, and then soak that in. Mm. So again, I think it can ebb and flow sometimes and, and you will hear both. I still hear both. For me personally, I like to have it separate, but I don't think you know that's necessarily what everyone would, would feel or, or needs to do. Um, that's very helpful. Thank very you. Good. Um just one more question as we wrap up. I'm yeah. curious, we've been talking about this from the student perspective mm-hmm. and now kind of switching it over to the institution's perspective. Sure. Um, maybe we'll just talk about Emmaus. Uh, what are some things Emmaus is doing or is trying to do to help students with this struggle? I, I think that's somewhat a part of your job, right? I mean, yeah. I know that you are, you're having to do with chapel and, and all those mm-hmm. types of things. So what what is Emmaus doing to help students with that? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. big. Part of my role uh, was kind of overseeing chapel, and, mm-hmm. that, and that is a big one. Like, yeah, you know, we want to bring in people that will, you know, <clears throat> exposit and and teach teach the word, um, and and it's not just because we have to, and it's not just because we need you guys to get your chapel credit. Like, we desire that to be to be edifying. Mm-hmm. You know, we went through the the armor of God, and you know, walk through the Psalms. Like, I hope and I pray. I, I've been encouraged by it, and I desire that everyone has been encouraged by that. You know, it's not just a uh, so you guys can to know these things and answer all these questions. It's it's for you know when we go through these psalms and David is 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 grieving and and mourning and lamenting to help you understand um, lamenting yourself and, and in your mm-hmm. own life and applying this to your own life. So that's a big one, and not just through the teaching, but through the worship. You know our our worship teams do just an amazing job of, and they intentionally pick you know songs that will kind of prepare our mind even for the passage and help us to reflect on that. Um, and this particular aspect of, of the Lord or a particular aspect of our own, you know, walk mm-hmm. with the Lord like that, that is intentionally done, not so that it just flows well, 
um, but so that we are sharpened and edified mm-hmm. by that. Um, another part is I know they haven't been going for a little while now, but campus community groups or yeah. CCGs we're going to start up next spring, and we're hoping to have, um, you know, I think three guys groups, three girls groups, and then even a group for couples, um, for married and engaged couples, uh, you know, of looking at a particular, you know, theological book or Christian book, um, something like the screw tape letters from Mm -hmm. CS Lewis. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, again, you're not, and it's voluntary, you know, it's not for credit. You're not getting a grade. Um, but it's just another time for, you know, I talked a lot about community. It's a time to, to be, you know, with people and talk about some, some deep things in a smaller setting. Um, so we have CCGs and I'm excited. I hope those really take on a life of their own in yeah. a good way and, and are edifying. Um, you know, we have SLT and I don't mm-hmm. necessarily oversee a, a whole lot of that, but again, it's a, it's the idea of practicing, you yeah. know, what you're learning, getting you out there and maybe settings you wouldn't normally be in or around yeah. people with different worldviews than you. Yeah. Um, again, not necessarily seeking time to, hoping your worldview will, will change, but helping you to understand why you have your worldview mm-hmm. and, and, and being out there and, and, and sharing, sharing the gospel. Um, I also help oversee a group of uh, six student chaplains that we have on campus. Mm. Um, and a lot of times, you know, people might see, you know, they organize the, the worship nights and the prayer nights, but a lot of what they do and really challenge them to do is kind of ministry and the, the one-on-ones interactions you know a lot of people might not see a lot of things that they're doing but they're trying to keep a kind of a their hands on the pulse of just the spiritual atmosphere and and praying over that but also engaging Mm. you know on the ones and the twos because you know i look at the example of jesus god himself you know he took 12 obviously he had hundreds and thousands of followers but the 12 that he kept close and then three peter james and john who he kept really close it's like jesus himself you know God himself only like kind of doing three and here I am and I'm, I'm going to disciple 50 of my peers and, <laughs> and all this and do all that. But like making the most of kind of the ones and the twos and you don't mm-hmm. have to be a student chaplain in order to do that. Yeah. You know, but we are, you know, the, the priesthood of all believers, you know, God has given us various gifts for the building up of his body. Um, so the student chaplains and, and even, you know, and you have the, the student union. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of like fun and crazy events, but seeking to, to breed that, that community again. And also, you know, enjoying the good gifts that, that God provides. I, yeah. I haven't experienced a winter fest yet, but You'll, I'm excited for what's about great. to take I'm place. Sure it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just enjoying, you know, the, the gifts of the people that the Lord has provided, you know, um, at this time. And, and, and then, you know, I know that I've, Whenever I first started hearing about Emmaus, uh, people kept talking to me about just, you know, the Emmaus experience and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, I think our staff and faculty do a great job of just seeking to interact with students and on one-on-one. And that's one of my biggest regrets is in like school that I, I didn't really take much initiative in getting to know professors. I guess maybe, I don't know if I was intimidated or just felt like mm-hmm. I didn't have time. Um, but I think staff and faculty here, they really do care you yeah. know, about the spiritual walk and health of our students. Yeah. And our staff and, fa- staff and faculty, they, they've seen a lot, you know, <laughs> in making the most of that and, and learning from their experience and developing friendships. Yes, they're in a position of authority and we respect them, but also brothers and sisters in Christ who we can learn a lot from. And so th- those are just yeah. some, some of the things you know, yeah. that are going on. Well, thank you very yeah, much. This you. has been great. We have concerning him. Yeah, um, absolutely. Doing all kinds of things for the spiritual edification we're, of, of, the, of the students here. We're so excited about guy, Eric and where Nathan we're, we're going with that. Job, so. <laughs> Thanks, Brooks. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm, I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. Hey, I would love to be on again. 
Great. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Concerning Him, an Emmaus podcast. Ministries like Concerning Him are possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.